I will be taking you to the 10th and 11th century Scandinavia and England. This was a time of everlasting war, strife, betrayal and bloodshed. Thorkel the Tall would distinguish himself amongst his fellow warriors for his immense fighting prowess. He would climb the ranks of the Joms Vikings, the most savage and highly skilled warriors in Scandinavia and arguably the world, and would ultimately become their chief. This is his story. First, let's have a look at his early life. Thorkel the Tall, also known as Thorkel the High, was said to be born in the late 950s. He was the son of Strut Harald, a Jarl who ruled over the Danish territory of Scania. Strut Harald was the son of Gorm the Old, the King of Denmark, so Thorkel had royal blood running through his veins. Once Thorkel had reached adulthood, it is said that he stood taller than any man. This combined with his skill at arms would lead him to the legendary order of the Joms Vikings. So Thorkel would travel to their castle in Jomsborg in hopes of joining the famous mercenaries. According to the Joms Vikings saga, Thorkel the Tall and his brother Sigvaldi prepared a trip to Jomsborg to see if they could get into the legendary order. Their father said to them, it would be wise to join the Joms Vikings to increase their fame and honor. He would also say to them, it is now time for you two brothers to put to the test whether you are worth anything as men. The Joms Vikings were an order of Viking warriors who had a particular way of life. It was not easy to become a Joms Viking as only elite warriors who had proven themselves worthy could even join the order. A man was required to prove themselves with a feat of strength, such as lifting a huge boulder, or they would have to duel a real Joms Viking and defeat them in single combat to be admitted. Once admitted, you would have to adhere to a strict way of life in order to strengthen your mind and body. Each Joms Viking was bound to defend his brothers in arms, and if they fell on the battlefield, or in any other way, their deaths would need to be avenged for their spirit to be at ease. It was forbidden to speak ill of another member behind their backs, as this was a sign of cowardice. Blood feuds between the members were mediated by officers, and they were forbidden to show any fear or flee from the battlefield. All spoils of war were to be shared among the members equally, and no Joms Viking could be absent from their stronghold for more than three days, unless they were on a campaign or had permission from the Brotherhood. No women or children were allowed within the fortress walls, and none were to be taken captive. Any violation of these rules would result in expulsion from the Order. Thorkel would pass his initiation and join the Order. He would soon have his first taste of battle in the year 986. The Joms Vikings had accepted payment from Harald Bluetooth the Christian whose aim it was to convert Norway and Denmark to Christianity. The Joms Vikings were pagan, but they fought for gold, not for personal ethics, and they joined Harald to fight against a fellow pagan, Hakon Sigurdsson. Thorkel looked forward to proving himself in battle in front of his new brothers. The Order of Mercenaries sailed to Norway and could see that they were outnumbered, the Joms Vikings and their allied forces only had 60 ships, while the enemy had 180. 
Thorkel knew that one Yom's Viking was worth ten men, and showed no fear. Before the battle commenced, a hailstorm would begin. The ships would then ram into each other, and the Battle of Ogjunkovar would begin. The battle was fierce, and both sides would take many casualties. Thorkel would fight with a trance-like fury, killing anyone in his path. However, Sigvaldi, the new leader of the Yom's Vikings order, saw the devastation and the amount of warriors that were being slaughtered, and ordered a retreat. This resulted in his name being disgraced. He would still, however, remain as the chief of the Yom's Vikings. Thorkel would later take part in the largest naval battle of the Viking Age, the Battle of Swold. In the year 1000, the Yom's Vikings allied themselves with King Olaf Tryggvason of Norway. However, in this particular naval battle, Sigvaldi, the chief of the Yom's Vikings, betrayed King Olaf and told him rumours of a fake planned ambush. He then lured him into a real ambush in the Baltic Sea, and him and the Joms Vikings slaughtered his men. King Olaf would then commit suicide by jumping into the sea. Thorkel's brother Sigvaldi and the chief of the Joms Vikings would soon meet his end in England. Thorkel knew that his predecessor had been ridiculed after the Battle of Ajunkovar, due to him breaking his order's sacred laws of no retreat in the face of the enemy, and not allowing his men to die gloriously on the battlefield. Thorkel also knew of his brother's treachery in the Battle of Svold, but may have overlooked this, as King Olaf wanted to convert the world to Christianity. Nonetheless, the name and reputation of the sacred order had been tainted by cowardice and treachery. Thorkel, however, a man of honour, had sworn an oath when he joined the order, and the death of Sigvaldi, his former lord and brother, had to be avenged. In August of the year 1009, Thorkel and his band of warriors would sail to Sandwich in England. There they would kill, raid and pillage for wealth and for revenge. Thorkel would eventually march his men to Canterbury, where he was paid £3,000 of silver by the people of Kent to sway him and his men from attacking. Thorkel and his men would now reside in England, instead of returning to their castle in Jomsborg. On September the 8th, in the year 1011, Thorkel returned to Canterbury and laid siege to the city for three weeks. They were eventually able to take the city, but they took it by treachery. An English man named Aethmare gave Thorkel the information he needed to break into the city. Soon enough, the Yom's Vikings would occupy the great and rich city of Canterbury. They would take many hostages of importance, such as the Archbishop of Canterbury. This, however, would prove to be a mistake. The Archbishop would convert many Yom's Vikings to Christianity during his captivity, creating tension amongst the order. The pagan Yom... Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. 
Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Vikings and Thorkel would soon grow sick of the Archbishop and would demand £3,000 of silver for his release. The Archbishop, however, bravely refused to be ransomed and told the people not to pay the Order of Mercenaries. This would further infuriate the Yom's Vikings. Later, at a great feast, the Yom's Vikings would bask in each other's tales of glory and triumph, and while the warriors got increasingly drunk, their attention would turn to the Archbishop. They began pelting him with the bones of cattle and ham bones. Then an axe-man approached him. He smashed the Archbishop on the back of his head with the butt of his axe, killing him. Thorkel was infuriated. Even though the Archbishop had caused problems, he could no longer ransom him, and Thorkel had instructed his warriors to not kill him. Throughout the Yom's Viking occupation of Canterbury, they would raid southern England, using Canterbury as a base of operations. They eventually halted their attacks, when they received a series of Dangeld payments, accumulating to around 50,000 pounds of silver. Thorkel would then do something that no leader of the Yom's Vikings had ever done before. He would ally himself with the King of England. The Yom's Vikings at their core were mercenaries, so if the price was right, they would fight. Thorkel and his loyal Yom's Vikings would enter the service of King Ethelred the Unready, and they would soon fight for him. In 1013, Swain Forkbeard and his son Canute would try to invade England with a large force. Thorkel and his Yom's Vikings force would defend England and their new ally King Ethelred. Thorkel's efforts however were in vain, as by 1013 the English and Yom's Viking resistance had collapsed, as Swain had proved himself to be a great general and conquered the whole country. Thorkel would personally escort Ethelred to his exile in Normandy. Swain, however, the brilliant general and new King of England, had a short-lived reign and died on the 3rd of February 1014, having the title of King of England for only five weeks. Ethelred, the exiled king, then saw his opportunity to take his land back. He sailed to England and recaptured London. Canute, who was Swain Forkbid's son, then decided to withdraw from England by April. What happened to Thorkel and the Yom's Vikings after this is unclear, but he did leave Ethelred's service and sailed to Denmark and swore allegiance to Swain's son Canute. Canute knew that Thorkel and the fabled Yom's Vikings would be valuable and powerful allies, many of them being the veterans of a hundred battles. He even overlooked the fact that they had fought against him and his father, which conveys that he knew of Thorkel's military prowess. England seemed to be a different land, however. A warrior prince had emerged, named Edmund Ironside. He was the son of King Ethelred the Unready, and was everything a king should have been. Strong, 
bold and ready to fight and die for his country. He would inspire his men to follow him into the battlefield, and this would prove a problem to Thorkel and Canute. Nevertheless, Thorkel and his Yom's Vikings would sail to England with the intention of taking it, just as Canute's father Swain had done a few years earlier. Over the next few months, while Canute and Thorkel conquered most of England, King Ethelred would die in April of 1016, leaving his son Edmund Ironside to take up the defences of the country. Soon enough, the famed Edmund Ironside and Canute would face each other head-on in the hills of Sherston on June the 25th. The Danish and English armies would clash. Thorkel the Tall would summon his Joms Vikings from their 40 ships and would face the enemy in the front line to prove his loyalty to Canute. The battle was fierce and Thorkel and his Joms Vikings would fight with such ferociousness that no man could face them, vanquishing all Englishmen in their path. But Edmund Ironside the warrior prince would also fight amazingly, cutting down many Danish troops and inspiring his men to fight on. Canute and Edmund saw the amount of bloodshed and death and eventually called the battle off and neither side won that day. There would be no celebration that night, for the deaths on both sides were too many to count. Later that year, on the 16th of October 1016, a decisive battle would take place that would decide the fate of England. The Battle of Assenden would take place in Essex, where Canute and Thorkel would face off once again against Edmund Ironside. During the battle, both the English and Danish armies fought valiantly, but Eadric Striona, the Elderman of Mercia, betrayed Edmund Ironside and abandoned the battle, allowing the Vikings to break through the English lines and annihilate Edmund's forces. After the battle, the Vikings and Canute had such respect for Edmund as a warrior that they allowed him to rule Wessex while Canute ruled the rest of the country until one of their deaths, in which the survivor would take control of England. Thorkel, the lord of the Joms Vikings, would be made into the Jarl of East Anglia for his help and fighting prowess against the English. Edmund Ironside would soon die, leaving Canute to rule the whole of England. He would now be known to history as Canute the Great. Around five years later, for unknown reasons, Thorkel had a falling out with Canute and was banished from England. He would sail to Denmark. By 1023, the two men had reconciled, Canute perhaps sensing that the legendary Thorkel was too powerful a man to make an enemy of. He then granted Thorkel the Eldom of Denmark and gave him the role as foster father for his son Hathcanute. After this, Thorkel completely disappears from history. His fate has been widely speculated. Most historians believe that he returned to the Joms Viking castle at Jomsborg. Thorkel the Tall, the lord of the Joms Vikings, no doubt lived a full life, but it was full of war, strife and bloodshed. He had been at war for over 30 years in the front lines from 986 to 1016 and never fell in battle. He was evidently a worthy leader of the fabled order of the Joms Vikings, 
and has now been immortalised in the anime series of Inland Saga. If you enjoyed the video, make sure to like, subscribe and share, and I'll see you all soon for another History Profile.